the college football experience week four preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free to play fantasy betting contest. Every week, there's a free $350. NFL contest in a free $250 contest. Just head to oddscrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Grab that SGPN app for free in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience week four preview in picks episode. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. Oh my God. The quarterback is toast. The quarterback is toast. Uh, back in 1988. Nowadays, the quarterbacks never toast because they can't get touched. But this guy, <laughs> Look, he once played quarterback and he did get concussed. All right, give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, well. Let me tell you what, too. That makes me excited. Let me tell you what. I was concussed twice in high school. Both times I was on the defensive side of the ball when I got concussed. Boom. I was playing safety. How about we then then how about we we limit the offenses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If that right? fullback hadn't lowered his head yeah. and destroyed me in the open well, field. No, no, no. I want to see more fullbacks, Patty. See. Right. They, they, <laughs> I, I'm with you. I if wouldn't. that spread offense hadn't have destroyed my head. <laughs> right? I'm joking. But third man in the booth. DFS got himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Hernan Basketball League MVP, Duke, by the way, beats Northwestern like I predicted. I can't wait to talk about this. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. 
Ah, what's up guys. Uh, you know what? I've, I've never been concussed. I don't believe so. Uh, maybe that's why I can pick college football games better than Patty C. Can I challenge that? Didn't you, didn't you do a somersault on a bike? Now I will tell you, I broke my wrist riding my bike to go play basketball. <laughs> and it was, it was my right, you know, I'm right-handed. It was my right wrist. And so then I, I you know, I get back up on the bike, go back to the uh, basketball course. I, I, I'm trying to shoot and the ball is just like dropping out of my hands. <laughs> yeah. Like what the hell is going on? But it made me learn to shoot with my left also. So I could go both ways, man. And to you shoot and, with his left. And, and, yeah. And, and he didn't get concussed cause he was one of those dorks wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never worn a bicycle helmet. All right. Can we talk about that? I don't know. Let's, 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 let's avoid that, I guess, because I, I could dive into a rabbit hole of like wherever I live, kids have to have helmets on. Yeah. And wherever I go around where I live is what I'm trying to say. And it's just like, dude, are you trying to give your son a no chance at ass in the future? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, if I can interject being the only parent out of all three of us, you know, I put my girl in a bike in a bicycle helmet too. I mean, you might as well, man. Well, it's a well girl. at what age though? Yeah. it's also a girl, dude. We're talking about men here. All right. Men in football. That's a good I, point. I, I don't have any boys. I just got girls over here. Man. Right. They're supposed to have like the little Hold streamers on. and shit. I do remember a time where, where uh, we elected teams Right, we elected teams in like a four-on-four four or five, a six-on-three-on-three game of football. Right, and as I was walking back to receive the kickoff, right, I'm walking. Nick pegged me in the back of the head with a football. Yeah. All right. That's how I don't recall. Oh, I don't recall. Oh, isn't that, that fitting? Does not, does not sound like something I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was at you know this was at Soldier Field, not Lambo. Uh, so our version of Soldier Field that we grew up with. Uh, I got pegged in the back of the head at a young age. Look, and that's just life. That's life. So if you're a guy, you know, no, don't put your kid in a bike helmet. If it's a boy, all right. That's right. If it's you, a girl. If you don't have at least like six to eight concussions yeah. throughout your teenage and childhood years, <laughs> yeah. you haven't lived. Yeah, exactly. Don't be a pussy dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, play football. All right. Honestly, play football though. Come on. Yeah. Come on. people. Like, you, that, that, I don't know. We're going to go down a rabbit hole. Let's talk college football, but how about Duke? I was on Duke. You guys both made fun of me. Ah, I didn't make fun of you. I said you guys were being way, and Nick in particular was being too harsh on Cutcliffe. He's a little too close to the flame, just like me and Mendenhall. You know, <laughs> you don't want to give the credit because you're f- afraid of jinxing it. But look, boom, Cutcliffe did pretty damn well, didn't he? He did. Well, hey, hey, hey. You know what? I think they were up thirty to three at half. And <laughs> he they finds the negative. Twenty-seven. A win is a, a win, win is, is a win. win. They did. So all they those. were shut out in the second half. If that <laughs> game went like five more minutes. They probably would have lost. So I still, I mean, Hey, get the win. I'm glad I still don't have much faith in my boys moving forward. It's a 60 minute football game. Not a 65 yeah, minute exactly. football game. All right. Unless it goes to overtime. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, look, before we dive into this week's slate, I did a solo pod on this. The Tennessee Volunteers. Go listen to this solo pod. You'll have fun. They paid 500 grand, half a million dollars, to not play Army next year. They then, they then can't, you know, Army takes that check. They say, okay, it was nice doing business with you. Then they schedule Akron, who's 1 and 19 in their last uh, 20 games against FBS opponents. Do we want to 
want to talk about that for a second. Isn't that fun? Because I feel like Not a lot of Power Five, yeah, against FBS, FBS, and yes. the majority of those are against MAC competition. Yes, exactly. Yeah. One in nineteen, and so clearly, and their one win was against Bowling Green, who happened to be on Tennessee's schedule this year. Who Tennessee um, struggled with yes, for, for yes. a half. <laughs> can, can we talk about the cowards? Because look, they say it means more in the SEC, guys. Look, and I know. Not every SEC team does this, but I don't give a shit. It clearly does not mean more. Maybe that maybe it does by paying Army five hundred thousand to not play you. Maybe it, it meant more yeah. there. They, they want yeah. the wins more. They're willing to pay yeah. for it. That just means they have more money. Yes, exactly. Thank what you, do you Alabama. What, what, what do you make of that, Pat? What do I make of it? It's exactly what you said. Army would have beat him. Army's better than Tennessee right now. Yeah, I mean the whole thing about the eight conference schedules versus the nine. Is the SEC can lean on you know the 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 strength of their SEC schedule, but when you make not in the SEC East, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right now that's terrible. SEC East with Vanderbilt losing by three touchdowns to East Tennessee State, South Carolina can barely get a first down. Uh, you know Missouri's all right. Yeah, South Kentucky's, Carolina. Kentucky just beat Chattanooga by five points. <laughs> that's true. South you know Carolina I mean? <laughs> eked one out against CCU. Aside from Florida and Georgia, that yeah. that, that division ain't much. Um, yeah, and they, they they just stack up easy wins. And when there's even a challenge in the non-conference slate against a fucking independent like Army, who had been dog shit for what twenty five years yeah. and has finally started to come over the last few, Tennessee said, "Ah, ah, ah no, yeah. thank you." So we'll schedule you Akron, which uh, you know I've seen it too many times. Uh, to me, there's not enough talk about that because I I rarely see other teams do that where they'll buy out. They'll say, "No, we're on board. We'll play the game." Yeah. Nick, your thoughts before we even get on with this. Uh, I mean, the fact that Tennessee is afraid of Army just shows you how far that program has fallen off and I mean, it's just it's yeah, it's pathetic. You know, they want basically they want 3 out of their 4 out of conference games to be gimmies. So all they have to do is kind of, you know, go is go be, like 3 is, and yeah. Is beat Vandy three and five yeah. in conference and make a bowl game. All they got to do you is know. beat Vandy, which they're five and five against in the last ten. Um, you know what the best part about yeah. this is? Is they'll say, "Hey, if we're playing a bad team, it's not our fault. We scheduled them ten years ago when they were good. Well, you sc- scheduled Army ten years ago when they suck, <laughs> yeah, and then the time yeah. came to play them. It's like, ah, oh, they're good now. Fuck, let's cancel well, it. And, and they love the dude. You're that. Tennessee. Yeah. You're yeah. Tennessee, and you can't beat Army at home. Come on. <laughs> well, and the best part is, is like, well, we have the most bowl teams. It's like, well, like I said, if Tennessee wants to buy out games against, against, uh, you clearly have a recruiting advantage, a gigantic advantage, might I add, yeah. with, uh, with that. And also the Top fact 15 that 15 team. Yes. You're, you definitely got caught putting money in bags of McDonald's bags and giving <laughs> them to recruits. Um, and you can't beat Army. But then the fact that, like, all you got to do, it's, it's a gimmick in this ACC, SEC world, in my opinion, of like, if you schedule three of your four being tough, and the, by the way, the fourth game's pit. They just lost to Western Michigan. The fourth out of conference game's pit. Yeah, it's not that hard to go four and zero out of conference when it's South Alabama, Pitt, Akron, and UT Martin. Yeah, all right. So that's four wins there. Then all you got to do is beat Vandy and a South Carolina or or a, or a Kentucky, Kentucky or yeah. a Missouri. <laughs> And you're bowling, and you're bowling, and you're probably and, and, and ranked then, as an and, SEC team. And then you're using that six stack six. <laughs> against against the rest of the college football world. Well, we're a bowl team. It's just pathetic. I guess their only defense to the rest of the SEC East schools is that hey, for some dumb reason, we have to play Alabama every year. That is true. That is true. But that doesn't mean you buy out a game against Army. Agreed. If you're if you're afraid to play Army. What, then, then the question is: Is who are you? Who are you not afraid right. to play? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, Akron, is Akron and Bowling Green are in that, but the notice that they didn't maybe get, maybe New Mexico State. Yeah, but they didn't give Central Michigan that phone call. 
You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> well, well, to their credit, to their credit, they're only doing one shitty FCS school on their schedule, whereas Florida seems to routinely get two on there. <laughs> yeah, so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, let, let's dive into this madness. I don't know if you guys saw this past week. Tally site, you know, great company keeps track of our picks, but uh, you know, <laughs> uh, we've had what three weeks. Uh, look, and I'm going to get penalized for every time I go to talk shit. I have a horrible week, but you know what? Fuck it. I've been first place two of three weeks in tally sites picks for top 10 uh, handicappers out of 132. We're talking ESPN. We're talking yes. the athletic. We're talking cover three. We're talking yes. all these fools, yes. you know, bring it on, bring it on, baby. Hey, and guess who was number SGP. one? And guess yes. who was number one in the week be- in between? Yes. And the week, week two, who was number one? Patty. <laughs> I need to talk more shit to you because I talk shit to you at the end of week one, you lit a fire. You finished first. I went easy on you last week and I don't you know where the fuck you finished. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? While we're throwing our dicks in the air, how about week zero? When I went seven and one, Ooh. that's true. Nick Ooh. was the winner. Ooh. Hey, and Terrell Furman plays top Terrell 10 Furman. a couple of those times. Yeah, he's, yeah. He might even be the winner. I don't know. I think you pulled back in front, but Terrell's uh, consistent as hell. So yes. look, we're doing it. We're, we're doing firing, it. We're firing. We're firing. All right. Thursday night guys, we got a little, we got a little battle here. I mean, uh, this was a heck of a game last year. Uh, it's one that kind of stunned me because I, I locked up app state to beat Marshall a season ago. I feel like I was on the right side of it based off of uh like the actual game watching it, but app state, they got, they had a Leon let moment coming into the end zone where a guy he fumbles into the end zone. Uh, they threw a pick right before the half at like the 20. That was a dumb play because they could have just kicked a field goal. They missed a couple chip shots, proven kicker. I felt like they were the better team back when doc holiday was at Marshall ECU fresh off that win at Marshall. Now they hit Marshall hits the road. This is the first of uh back-to-back games. They go to Boone, North Carolina. App State laying seven. Guys, what are we doing here? Nick, what do you got? You're the NC guy. Yeah, here. yeah, you're the you're the App State fan. I'm going app, damn it. You damn straight I am. I mean, look, so here, so Marshall, they're up 38-17 on ECU going into the fourth quarter. But at half, ECU, at half it was 17-14. Okay. Yeah. But so ECU outscores them, you know, 21 nothing in the fourth to pull it out. And I think this is a huge test for a first year head coach. You know, not only is it his first year at Marshall, it's his first year being a head coach anywhere. So really, I mean, you know, are, is a team going to fall apart because of a tough loss like that? Or can he rally the troops? Um, and it's a short week and you're going on the road to Boone. I think they might have, that might have that loss might have a lingering effect, a negative effect. And I think um, app state is going to pounce all over him. I'm glad the, the line went down to seven. And uh, yeah, man, I'm on my Mountaineers. It was six and a half. I locked up App State, who happens to be eight and seven all time against Marshall, guys. But Marshall did win the last matchup. I locked up it App went State. Up to seven and, and a half, half too. Yeah. I saw a seven and a half also. So uh, right now, I think it's settled at seven. I mean, depending on where you look, obviously. But either way, I think uh, App probably wins by ten or so. I agree. There's the better team. I am going to disagree. Wow. Well, I, 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 I agree that they're the better team, but. Um, and you guys might be right. The, the home field advantage for the Mountaineers could be the difference here. Thursday night atmosphere. So maybe, I don't know. I mean, they do have a common opponent. Like we said, App State beat uh, ECU, but it took them a while to pull away. And Marshall kind of had the lead on ECU and ended up shooting. I, the I think the biggest thing there to take away from that is App State really controlled the D line or the, the line of scrimmage against, uh, ECU. against ECU. Mar- ECU had great ground success against Marshall. 
I worry about that mm. because ECU is not the running team that App State is. Well, also, I mean, if you if you look at like you know NFL handicapping, you you, you always kind of want to go with the home team on on Thursday night on those short weeks. Plus, App State was playing Elon last week, so they those starters didn't even have to play in the second half. I think they're going to be the the more rested, the more refreshed team. All right. Well, you guys are going to have me uh, changing my pick here because I think you're right. When I think about it, it's easy to see a tide the turn. short week <laughs> and the home field advantage. I do think favors app. I mean, Marshall has played better than I thought they would. Anyone, anyone locking this up? I'm not locking that. No cowards, <laughs> gutless wonders. Uh, maybe you guys should enroll yourself at Tennessee. All right. <laughs> Fit right in. <laughs> All Vols fans are like, fuck these guys. Yeah. I don't care. Look, shout out to Alan Cooley, but he's got to realize between the Greg Schiano shit, between the Mike Leach shit, between the athletic director being there a month, this program is a complete mess. And the fact they're buying out games and not play army, yeah. they deserve all the ridicule for a state flagship yeah. school in, I mean, look at the, the surrounding schools, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, I mean, Auburn's not the flagship, but like, uh, but Ole Miss right now, that area of the country churns out talent. There's no excuse to be as bad as they are, dude. It makes sense why they don't schedule Memphis. Memphis yeah. is better. Yeah. I Memphis, mean, speaking yeah. of app state, app state's probably what? Two or three hours from Knoxville. Yeah, yeah, exactly. App state's right Schedule on that Tennessee border. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Do that. Yeah. Do that. Cause they, they should have beat you the first time a kicker killing me. Uh, all right. Let's, let's hop into, by the way, Thursday night, I do want to say there is some FCS action Al- all corn state, Arkansas pine bluff Thursday. And also Friday, some FCS action, Brown and Harvard. No, we're not going to handicap those because I don't have lines, but just let you know, there are options out there. We got multiple foot ga- football games on. So uh, make sure you, 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 you know, you'll be able to bet that by the time the uh, Thursday rolls around. All right. So Friday, middle Tennessee, Charlotte, Bailey Hockman, true, a true 2021 football player. He gets benched last week against UTSA. He quits the team. <laughs> we didn't see this with only him. Charlie Brewer got benched against San Diego State. That's, quits the team. That's it. <laughs> what the fuck am I missing? Fuck here? you guys. <laughs> fuck fuck the camaraderie. <laughs> this is a hundred percent about me. <laughs> I mean, first off, both of these players. Do th- you see the uh, the irony here? Is they're also two two players that transferred in. Yeah, they so lost they already their job. quit on one team. Yeah. <laughs> they're quitting now. They've quit twice. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Scott Frost that called out the quarterbacks and everyone was like, Oh, you transferred. He's right. Yeah. He might have transferred, but that doesn't mean he's not right. <laughs> Dude, you got benched. Deal with it. Okay. Ride the bench for a couple of weeks, get better, and then take advantage the during your next shot. Dude, you know? Charlie Brewer's thing is mind boggling. They haven't even played a Pac twelve game yet. Uh, like you're one play away from getting back in. You might go to the Pac-12 championship play in like a, a very significant bowl game, allegedly. Um, and, <laughs> and then, you know, you're, you're feeling great. You just quit football. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Wh- wh- you know what those two guys have in common? What's that? They, they both underwhelmed at their previous schools, NC state and Baylor, you know? So I don't know why they thought they're just going to come in and be freaking, you know, Warren moon or something. <laughs> Love the reference. Love the reference here. Of mind, but, <laughs> but you know what? I mean, they are, you know, in, in this college football landscape, we're talking about Tennessee bailing on the army game. I guess, you know, their role models are doing the same thing. The people, the, the universities they're going to are, are, by, are, you know, uh, canceling games. So they're basically the same thing. 
It's well, pussy culture. Well, I'll tell you this: Colorado could sure use either one of them. <laughs> right, get on the yeah. phone, yeah, uh, Charlie Brewer. Come on over. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Charlotte's currently laying three points, guys, against Middle Tennessee. I'm going to ride with Charlotte. I got this at two and a half. Um, with Middle Tennessee, obviously they were they were planning for life after Hawkman when they pulled him. Now they're they're okay, I guess, with that because it, you know they were they were already struggling with him. So the 49ers uh, lost last week at Georgia state. And uh, I'm still going to ride Charlotte. I know me and Nick are on that win total of Charlotte, you know, over four wins, which I think they're already two and one. Um, This is a big one here for us. I think they get it and I'm going to lock it up too. Wow. There we go. This is, this is MTSU's third straight road game. Mm. And they have people quitting on the team. Mm, I like it. It doesn't doesn't sound like a recipe for you know going on the road and winning a game here. I'm on the 49ers. I like it when you got p- people quitting on the team. I mean, poor Rick Stockstill, old school coach, might I add. Maybe maybe Rick Stockstill's doing one of these. Well, well I don't get. <laughs> uh, Patty, see what are you doing here? Well, again, uh, Middle Tennessee. You know the the, the keeping it relatively cl- keeping it within 21 against Virginia Tech. Doesn't look as good now, um, and then obviously uh, Charlotte. The win against Duke is looking a little better now, even though that Georgia State. I can't understand that. That I mean, we knew that one smelled last week, and yeah, it smelled bad. And they were right. So you, sometimes you got to uh, pay attention when it smells. But I think I was I'll, right too. Yeah, you were I'm right. Georgia you, State. You called it. I'll give you credit. Uh, but I'm with you guys this week, Charlotte. Uh, all right, big one in the ACC. Uh, by the way, Middle Tennessee and Charlotte. I guess you know I, I did all this homework. I might as well cite the the homework that I did. Uh, Middle Tennessee leads that series all time four to one against Charlotte. But Charlotte won is one and zero under Will Healy. They won in two thousand nineteen. Last year was canceled. Um, Wake Forest, the Demon Deeks, Dave Clawson, undefeated. I think, look, and I'm a Dave Clawson guy. I'm a Sam Hartman guy. I actually love Wake Forest, but a little bit of an outlier here. They played Norfolk State and Old Dominion the first two weeks. Those two schools did not play football in 2020. That's a hell of a fucking advantage. Then you take on Florida State, Mike Norvell. Let's just say he's not setting the world (laughs) on fire down there in Tallahassee. A lot of, a lot of angry fan base there calling for a coaching change already. I mean the whole state of Florida, right? Manny Diaz is calling, uh, you know, at Miami, who knows? I mean, Scott's probably not going to be there long. Scott. Yeah. I mean, there's trouble all along the, uh, the schools of Florida, but uh, with the exception of Mullen and even he is, there's speculation about USC talking to Mullen. How long till uh, Gus Malzahn's seat heats up? Well, after Dylan Gabriel's out for the year, maybe they give him a pass. I don't know, but yeah. they're definitely going to suffer some more losses. I think um, I, I'm of the opinion that Virginia I, I'm sold on Bronco Mendenhall. And I actually think this defense will respond to a, I think when you play UNC, you play UNC. I think UNC and Ole Miss have offenses. Alabama gave up like 50 to Ole Miss last year. Yeah. And they were, they won the national championship or the invitational championship. But yeah. I'm saying like, um, this, I think it is what it is. And I think Virginia is actually somewhat decent defensively, somewhat decent. I'm not saying they're elite. I'm going to disagree with you. They're actually, they've charged <laughs> and, and Virginia charts in the top 50 defensively. 
Maybe well, that's William and Mary and, and Illinois. Who I think that is William and Mary. Well, Illinois. well, you're the one that was bullish on Illinois. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, look, I was proven wrong there, but North, I watched the game with you last week. I sat right next to you for four quarters and UVA was never within 10 yards of a receiver. It seemed like it, the, the, the yards after catch were like 10 per play. At but least. You do realize like that is like what North Carolina has done to a lot of teams, a lot of good teams. Yeah. I mean, North Carolina is good. They're explosive, but UVA I mean, giving up 59 is giving up 59. That's getting your ass kicked. And guess what? Wake has a pretty damn explosive offense too. And I think they're going to get exploded again. Really? I actually think I, I, I am on the cusp of locking this one up. I mm. feel very good about Virginia. I think Virginia, come with me, come with me. Colby. Are you locking this? I'm locking it up. I got, I'm on UVA. The game's in Charlottesville. So there's a part of me that wants to uh, agree with you guys, but look this, I'm not uh, I, I'm hard. It's hard for me to uh, root, uh, not root for UVA, but to bet on them. What just do you because, mean that because offense? I'm you suspicious. cannot sit there and say UVA's they offense were the doesn't ball. look amazing. They do look good. Well, my man, Brennan Armstrong, he uh, what threw for 554 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. The only problem is they gave up over 700 yards of offense <laughs> to UNC. But but, but <laughs> I actually detail. think that is actually going to be you. You like I I get. I get that 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 you that UVA's defense looked bad, and I think they're not going to be a top twenty defense at all this year. But I also don't think it's as bad as what we see. It's overreaction, quick overreaction. I like the, yeah, uh, I like the bounce back spot. And, and UVA's defense had been solid prior to that. Look at the Illinois game. I know Illinois' offense is dog shit, but so is half the ACC. <laughs> you right, know what right. I mean? So so I, now Wake happens to be one that we think is good, and I believe it's good. Wake's offense Clawson, has been good for years. Yes. They are structurally sound. Dave Clawson is, is, I mean, are you seeing what Kenneth Walker is doing at Michigan state? He, this guy finds talent. Uh, Newman transferred to Georgia. It didn't work out because of COVID, but it doesn't matter. He finds whether it's Surratt, whether it's it, this guy is an offensive guru and I, uh, just a great head coach. And if I was USC, I wouldn't be so fucking dumb thinking about interviewing Deion Sanders. I mean, I don't know that De- oh, Deion might be uh, really. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that there that that might just be Twitter rumors, Deion but I'm saying like gonna get destroyed if he goes to Florida State. <laughs> no, you better get some coordinators. USC. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Either way, that would be interesting as hell. I hope it happens. But my point is, is there's a guy like Dave Clawson out there that I actually truly believe is a great football coach, and look what he's done at Wake. This offense in the history of Wake Forest, as far as I've been alive, I mean, we might have to dig up stats from the 30s and 40s and 50s. Yeah. But this offense has never been this good, and that includes uh, Jim Grove was a great coach there. Went to the ACC championship. Yeah. He couldn't get the offense rolling there. Clawson has yeah. made yeah. offensive players, and they have them like legit players. Um, I'm still locking up Virginia minus four. I'm gonna back. I'm gonna. I'm gonna join on board. And, and lock up UVA. Patty, see what are you doing? You take I'm wake? on the fence, but I'm leaning wake slightly. So I mean, mm. if you guys, as a composite, are trying to take the opinions of the three of us, probably go UVA. Especially considering I'm I, I don't want to jinx my boys. There you go. Let me ask you this, Sam Hartman, pretty good looking guy, no homo, right? Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I haven't looked at his face in a long time. <laughs> Matt I mean, Corral also. Where are you going? Pretty with handsome. Yeah, what's going on? Who gets more pussy? Uh, <laughs> well, at Wake Forest, I don't even think anyone knows you're playing football. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. true. At Ole Miss, you could walk. Oh yeah. Where was where Coach <laughs> Matt Corral swimming in Coach O was getting that when he was the coach of Ole Miss. He was eating chicken on a stick at that gas station. That was his go-to meal apparently. Yeah. In Oxford. I got a feeling Corral lines up lines up the gals there. All right, dude. Yeah. There's no no comparison. Ole Miss compared yeah. to Wake Forest. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know though. Those little like uh, rich like, girls. There's still a solid w- chance Rusty Larue's a virgin. 
<laughs> Who the fuck is right? That's a baseball player. No, that's a quarterback of Wake that played in the NBA. He was also on the basketball team. There, there's the Danton Bases yeah, going back, back in the nineties. <laughs> um, look, there's no, there's no comparison there. All right, Friday night, guys. We got to pat. We got to go right, through some try, of these games. Try, Liberty minus six now. This opened up at minus five. Minus six money coming in on Malik Willis in the Carrier Dome. Dina Babers, he's got Syracuse looking better. They go out and beat Ohio. Ohio turns out maybe they're dog shit without Frank Solich. Um, uh, Liberty though, looking good. What are you guys doing here, Nick? I'm on Liberty. I mean, um, they won last year, 38, 21 in, in Syracuse. I do think the orange are better this year, uh, but you know, Vegas isn't giving Liberty any love, you know, so far they're three and ATS and um, I like them by a touchdown better than Syracuse. Yeah. I'm on Liberty. I'm on Liberty too. I got it at five and a half, but I'll say this. I do think Syracuse is much better than last year. And I actually think they're sneaky better than, than last year. Um, I think they'll get a couple ACC teams that we're not forecasting. However, sure. I do think Hugh freeze is one of the best coaches at the end of the day. If you told me to list X's and O's coaching wise, Hugh freeze to me is like a top 10, top 15 coach. I heard speculation. Now, maybe it's just the fact that uh, I'm a part of all these Virginia tech boards because of, 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 you know, uh, spreading our podcast. They're, that are saying freeze wants to be in Blacksburg mm. Fuente losing that game against West Virginia. Maybe they got something going there. It's a short trip from Guy can coach to from a hospital bed. We saw him do it before. <laughs> right. And, well, and perhaps I'll tell you that I, what's that? I saw a lot of uh, Florida state fans there. They're coaching with a wish list. Hugh freeze was at the top of that wish list. All right. If you want, I'm going to, uh, if they hire Hugh freeze and fire uh, Norvell, I actually think they finally got their guy. I think Hugh Freeze X's and O's wise. And by the way, that North Carolina offense, guess who the OC is? Do you know who the OC of North Carolina is? Bill Longo. Guess where he gets his rep from? Where's that? Hugh Freeze and Ole Miss. Oh, is that where he, yes. uh, he got yes. it originally? Look, Freeze can definitely coach some offense. Oh, yeah. And I mean, he's kind of like Lane Kiffin. And, and I mean, he's got a, he, can, can many other teams in the SEC say they beat Saban twice? And, and, and not only beat him twice, some of the other performances, they were very close to beating him. Yeah. You want to talk about uh, a good fit for traditional Florida state culture too. <laughs> that is true. You want to go back to what Florida state <laughs> yeah, needs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to say this Syracuse stout and has athletes. The dome is weird though with fans. I'm telling you, I actually think remember last year, we, I think we look at that Liberty score. They didn't have fans that say what I want. I mean, I, I hate dome football. I think Syracuse should go back to that outdoor stadium. They had in the early eighties, late seventies, but that when they have fans, that place can be loud and it, it is a legit home field environment. Could that happen in this matchup? Dude, could I'm that going, be a problem? I'm going cues. I'm going cues. Really going cues. You're, you're what are you going different than all three of us? That's right. I think on all the picks so far. Yeah. All right. Well uh, this one, UNLV catching 31 points at Fresno state guys. And I, and I should add that Liberty and Syracuse all time one and one against each other. And, and God, I'm forgetting to do my homework, man. See, the problem with being the host of the show is I forget. No, 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 no. no. You've done your homework. You're forgetting to bring it up. There we go. <laughs> there you go. But another thing is UVA and 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 uh, and Wake. UVA has that lead, 34-16 all time. But Wake hasn't lost to UVA since 2007. Yikes! Ouch! <laughs> I, I, I would say, how many games have they played since then? Uh, only four. Typical ACC SEC shit where it's like, yeah. hey, you're on the same. We conference. see you every 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 uh, you know twelve years, whatever. 
Um, and UVA had some down years under London and others. Some down decades, Nick. Um, right. <laughs> uh, UNLV catching thirty-one at Fresno, guys. I was all over Fresno beating UCLA. I don't know if you. I should have. I. You know what? I. I didn't do my homework. I should have went and made that a snippet and threw it up on Instagram because I was saying UCLA. For, that's the best offense that they're going to play all year. And I actually told Patty see this pre-episode. Oregon's very lucky they don't play Fresno again because. I find it highly unlikely you're going to get two strip sacks that result in basically two 14 points. Fresno outgained Oregon. Fresno, we were wrong on the Mountain West. I think I know we called for San Jose State Boise. I think Fresno's the best team in the Mountain West. Was Thibodeau playing in the game against Fresno? Yes, he's the one who had the strip sack. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if they if they caught them a couple weeks later, then uh, I mean Fresno was be- if, in case you're listening out there wondering what I'm talking about. Fresno was beating Oregon in the fourth quarter. They outgained Oregon in that game. And that that like offense a, can move among the, yeah. uh, among the well-known prognosticators out there. Oregon's a shoe in for the playoff at this point. So the fact that Fresno Fresno is not really on anyone's radar tells yeah. you, tells you that well, Oregon certainly looked better in Oklahoma this year. So um, it's amazing. The job Caleb DeBauer has done. And this is his second year. His first year was COVID. Yeah. Well, so, I, I, and that's another thing. Me and Patty C were talking about this pre-episode they had the top 10 worst defense last year, but I was, I was uh, hearing about the defensive coordinator because they were in the County that they were in where I don't know what the name of the County in Fresno, maybe it's Fresno County. I have no idea, but uh, they had protocol. They could not practice as many hours as traditional college football teams. So he was implementing a new defense with very limited time. So I, I would actually like, I almost found it amazing. They were three and three last year because considering they, they, they could not practice the amount of average college football teams. Like they, they only had like, okay, here's one hour and you happen to be installing a new offense, a new defense yeah. uh, and getting to know your players. That just sounds yeah. like the worst situation ever. Uh, Are you laying the points? I'm actually going to take UNLV because I think Fresno is going to turn off the gas here. Fresno's ranked by the way, number 22 in the nation. Um, oh, there it is. Uh, I'm going to take UNLV to, to, to just backdoor this thing. I think Fresno is going to call off the dogs, probably up 28, nothing. I am nervous. Maybe though. a little hangover. I am nervous. Yeah, yeah, I am a little nervous, but I do think UNLV play, UNLV for three quarters played Arizona State tough. I don't think UNLV is good, but I think they no. can score just enough. I mean, Arroyo still winless. In, they just in lost Vegas. by forty-five to Iowa State. I'm going to go yeah. Fresno. I don't know. It's a lot of points. I don't love it, especially coming off that big win. But I don't know how you back UNLV here. So, um, not betting the game, but my lean is to just go Fresno. I'm all over Fresno, and I'm pretty sure I locked it. Oh, 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 coming in hot. Somebody's been impressed. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get the Saturday morning guys. Cause the Saturday morning, 9am slate. Patty C. I was telling you about this thing. It's pretty loaded. Notre Dame, Wisconsin in soldier field. I hate neutral site games, but damn it. If you're going to do one, there's only three acceptable answers. Maybe four Kramer said the cotton bowl. I wasn't considering this. I was saying Lambo soldier arrowhead. Yep. Only three places I'll accept football. I thought about it a little bit on a day's rest. Cotton Bowl might be that fourth. Well, for that one yeah. game. Yeah. Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, this is in Chicago where I hear that from interviews that I've had with, with Notre Dame and Wisconsin fans that they think Notre Dame will have about a 60, 40 ratio, maybe 70, 30 of fans in Chicago. Uh, this line jumped in the past 24 hours. Notre Dame's now catching six and a half. You know, I, I, I previewed this episode with Terrell Furman. Uh, he's on Wisconsin. 
I'm on Notre Dame. I, I, I think Notre Dame, Jack Cohn played at Wisconsin. I think he might be able, and I think the real X factor, although Notre Dame hasn't looked great is I think Brian Kelly is a very good coach and Paul. I think he can out coach Paul Christ. We saw it with the Penn state game. Graham Mertz makes a lot of turnovers. Uh, look, I locked up Wisconsin the following week against Eastern Michigan minus 26 and they won by 27 and they shouldn't, they should have won by like 50 because they, they held Eastern Michigan to 93 yards. Graham Mertz made a lot of, a lot of red zone, red zone mistakes, just like he did against Penn state. I'm nervous about that. Marcus Freeman, finally a great defensive performance against Purdue. I'm on, I'm on Notre Dame to cover six and a half. Even Wisconsin might win this game. 24, 20, 21, 17. I don't know, but give me the six and a half. And, and I, I say, if you're a Notre Dame guy, but throw some on the money line here, Nick. I'm on a ride with Terrell. I'm going to lay the points. I think this three and Notre Dame is a bit phony here. I mean, you know, overtime against Florida state, uh, a drive in the last minute to beat Toledo. Uh, the Purdue game was a three point game going into the fourth quarter. Uh, and I, I love the fact that Wisconsin has a buy coming into the game. That is key. And that is key. That that defense is going to give cone and Notre Dame fits. I mean, cause uh, I mean, that defense is legit. And I think they're still pissed off at that Penn State loss here. So uh, no, I, I'm on the Badgers actually. I think they win by touchdown. Well, uh, I can tell you this, man. The the, the uh, it's compelling to me the cone angle against his old old team. What is the value on that? Is there points into that because and he can who tell has you? the edge? Yeah, who has the edge? Is there? one guy with the revenge on his mind better than eleven defenders with the revenge on their mind against this guy? Dude, Jim Leonard is one of the best defense coordinators in the country. I don't care what Jack Cone knows about the Wisconsin defense; they'll be able to adjust. I do agree with that, but can the Wisconsin offense? Do anything. That's the real factor here. Yeah. Notre Dame brought back starters defensively. I still think they're somewhat decent. They're learning Mike Marcus Freeman's, you know, his new. De- I mean, hit that that game for them because per- Purdue is pretty decent offensively. For him to finally get it turned around and hold Purdue to only thirteen points is a massive step. That well, makes- and apparently, like I was reading about this, like Freeman, like Clark Lee would be very uh, the former de- defensive coordinator, now, now the Vanderbilt head coach. He would be kind of. Uh, let's rush for, you know, maybe I'll, I'll package, I'll, I'll occasionally pack, send in a, a little bit of a blitz, but Marcus Freeman's a, he's a, he's a true riverboat gambler that will put his players on islands that will, you'll never know who's coming almost in Jim Leonard fashion. Um, and, and the first two weeks, you know, they got burned, they got burned on that. And, and last week it, it tended to show up and we'll see how this shakes out. But Patty, see, what are you doing here? Look, I, I'm, there's a part of me that's a Notre Dame Homer here that thinks that Wisconsin, based on that performance against Penn State, keeping it very close and probably should have winning that game, maybe. Um, and then Notre Dame with their squeaking by some shitty teams. The, the on paper, uh, based on performances, Wisconsin clearly should be favored by more than seven. But Wisconsin's offense turning it over, like in the red zone, like you mentioned, Notre Dame having some real playmakers. You know, whether it be Kyron Williams, Jack Cohn, Tyler Buckner emerging as Ma- my Mayor or Meyer, whatever you want yeah, to say, is, yeah. uh, uh, Meyer the tight end. Yeah, I think, and then really the six and a half points, it's just a little too many, but I wouldn't touch this with a 10 foot pole. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land. Guys, Notre Dame leads this series eight. They're eight and six and two. And, and get this, 
They haven't played since 1964. That's criminal. How is that fucking possible? It's fucking criminal. <laughs> uh, they right. should play like every couple of years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, folks. I want to tell you the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing you the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, M- MLB, NHL, golf, college football, college basketball, WNBA. Patty C's favorite. Uh, <laughs> look, look, and more. They got you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. So if you're ready to play, check out this deal. Sign up today to receive a special offer a risk free $1,000 sports bet. I mean, come on. Download, bet, and win. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com to start winning today. All right, that 9 a.m. slate, guys. Big screen's going to have the. Nebraska, uh, the, the, the Notre Dame, Wisconsin game going there. But I mean, there's some, some, some other barn burners here. How about it? what's going on in Starkville? Ed Orgeron. This was a three, three and a half. It's down to two and a half. So maybe some money coming in on Hale state coming into Starkville where Mike won Leach coming off of a bogus loss. I mean, just a, a, the, the, the sec officials admitted their wrongdoing on this, uh, what are we thinking guys in Stark Vegas, Mike Leach one and zero against Orgeron uh, in Starkville when he broke every sec passing record last year, his first game ever. Do they, do they change their ways? Well, I'll say this. Well, Rogers taking better care of the rock. The real question, I think LSU struggling r- running the ball this year, having problems uh, throughout the season. I think that coming into the year, I think a lot of people were much more bullish with the, the, the tigers being able to run the ball. They've really been able to, well, What's that? They couldn't run the ball last year either. Yeah, but they returned five offensive linemen. So I thought people thought that, and I know one of those linemen were banged up, but doesn't matter. The fact is, Nick, they played Central Michigan and McNeese and and UCLA, which I mean, look, UCLA seems all right defensively, but Fresno definitely just made LSU look pretty bad. And then McNeese lost to a D two school. I mean, LSU was beating McNeese seventeen nothing like mid third quarter. I think it was seventeen seven. Yeah, seven, maybe seventeen seven. I don't even. I don't even recall. Yeah. All I know is I screen thirty four seven. I sent you a screenshot saying, "Is yeah. this is this really happening?" Because I think Coach O might be. There might be a lot of big time gigs going on this off season if Norvell doesn't get it going, if Manny Diaz doesn't get it going, if if Coach O doesn't get it going, and Clay. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I may have mentioned this last week, but I saw something on Twitter saying Coach O is the next Gene Chisnick. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty yeah. fun. That's a pretty fun I mean, analogy it, there. Yeah, you know, win the national championship. Two years later, you're fired out the door, <laughs> which is crazy too, because he's as Louisiana as it gets. I love Coach O, but at the same time, guys, I you mean, gotta win. You got to beat McNeese, but I mean, McNeese lost to West Florida, a D two school, the week prior. <laughs> Dude, Co- Coach O is a great, you know, like defensive line coach, recruiting coordinator. I don't know about head coach, man. I think he he caught lightning in a bottle with Joe Brady. And with uh, the quarterback Burrow, uh, Burrow. yeah, Joe Burrow. Well, once uh, ag- once again, proving my point that just because you win a national championship doesn't mean you're a great coach. Look at Les Miles at Kansas. Look at Leopold's already been able to, been able to make Kansas look a lot better than what Miles had, and uh, it just goes to show. Like I, I get annoyed at these preseason rankings every year. They say Ryan Day is the second or third best coach in college football. Look, and this isn't a shot at Ryan Day. Ryan Day is a good coach. He is a good coach, but it, it, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You could put 
Uh, Patty C, I believe you could step in, especially if I gave you a year and a half or two years under Urban Meyer to uh, to observe yeah, to, to, to run the <laughs> offense to essentially to observe and then step in yeah. and beat every team. But I mean, come on, yeah. Like, I, and, and I get it. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's a good coach. But he was part of Steve Adagio's coaching staff, which makes me a skeptic. All right, <laughs> all right. That's rule number one. I am a skeptic of anyone that's ever coached on the Steve old, Adazio. Uh, coaching right. resume there. <laughs> uh, let's get to this though. All right, uh, that nine a.m. slate, guys. What are you doing here, Mississippi State? I'm I'm on Hale State. I, I had a hard time handicapping this game. I, I I just think it goes back to my conversation of of or my my point of why I took North Carolina to lose in Blacksburg. Why did I take Virginia Tech to lose in Morgantown? Why did I take Auburn to lose in Penn, uh, in State College? There's only been a few cases, and really, Wisconsin should have beat Penn State. Yardage-wise, that what they did, they turned the ball over a lot inside the Penn State twenty. I think it's a classic example of the home. You know, we didn't have fans last year. Coming to Starkville, I'm going to ride with. The, I think these two teams are kind of equal. Will Rogers has been taking better care of the ball. Eight touchdowns to one interception. I'd I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, uh, last last week was kind of an outlier. J- Marks had a a fumble that he he fumbled the handoff, and Memphis took it back for a score. And then they had that garbage uh, ninety six yard return that that completely was bullshit. Uh, I, so I actually think Mississippi State was a clear better team last week. Um, I, I'm going to take Hale State. I think they're kind of turning the corner. Patty. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, gosh, this is a real toss up here. Obviously LSU got to figure has the, the still has a significant talent advantage, but I think uh, our boy is a good enough coach that he's going to find a way to get the W and you know, three points is about as much as I would see them winning by, but I could see them getting that. So I don't know. It's it's 50, 50. I wouldn't touch it. I want to lean, <laughs> I want to lean Mississippi <laughs> state mainly because he's our boy and I want to show support, but I, I wouldn't touch this Patty's or Nick. What are you doing? Yeah, Mississippi State. I mean, like, why would you pick LSU to go on the road right now? Like, what gives you confidence in that? You mentioned LSU struggling uh, running the ball. Well, I will tell you that NC State's got a pretty good rushing attack, and Mississippi State limited them to 30 yards on 25 carries. So they're going to make the LSU offense one dimensional again. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a crazy game. There should be lots of points. But yeah, I would go uh, Mississippi State. I don't know why this is a 9 a.m. kick because they loaded the deck once again, Patty. See a little bit on this 9 a.m. slate. That's a great game. Um, I'm very interested to watch this one. And and really, this this next game, I'm actually kind of shocked because I actually it, this this line movement made me unlock the game. Texas Tech is traveling to Austin, Texas. Texas Tech, by the way, top 10 rushing defense in the country. When's the last time you could say that? Um, <laughs> This line opened at 11 and a half. It is currently at Texas minus seven and a half. I, 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 I originally, when I got down to nine, I saw it, I locked it on tally site. And, and thankfully um, I, I did not have the time. Cause I was out my, it was my girl's birthday. I didn't bet it because I would have bet it, but now it's down to seven and a half. And I'm just wondering what do they know that I don't know? Why is it seven and a half? I'm going to take Texas. I don't like it. This game smells much like that Georgia State Charlotte game last week. I'm staying the fuck away from this one. What what are you guys doing here? And why why the line moving? Well, Texas had such an awesome game against Rice that it may be recency bias on Texas my part. Texas Tech beat Stephen F. Austin by six points. Yeah, dude, and that that rushing defense stat. I mean, they've played Florida International, Stephen F. Austin, and, and Houston. So. 
Yeah, Houston yeah, runs I the think, air raid. I mean, Florida yeah. Florida International is a run first team though, but still, it is what it but is. But they're 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 also an offensively challenged team. Um, so I would just say like those those kind of stats right now, you know, teams have played such differing levels of competition, you can't really put any weight into them. Um, I agree though. I, you know, when it opened up, I took uh, Texas Tech at like nine and a half, down at seven and a half. I'm, I think I'm kind of leaning the other way here, you know, and I do think the Texas running game with Bijan Robinson can have a day here. That, that's that funny though. I was locking Texas. You were locking Texas tech. I don't know what to think of this game. Uh, I'm just saying it smells. I didn't mean to cut you off, Nick. Continue on. No, I, I was pretty much done. I, I I think Texas can do enough offensively and it's in Austin. So uh, yeah, I'm on do, the long haul. Do you think it's the fact that like Texas tech has probably had like 35 pep rallies about this is maybe the last chance we get to play Texas. That could be it. That could factor. <laughs> that would be huge at home though. Yeah. The game not on the in, road as much. No, it's in Austin, Patty. See, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, it, it, I, but that line movement, why? I, I don't know. Like I I'm taking Texas. I don't I'm like all over it. Texas. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I yeah. was, I was going to lock it before. Cause I was like, Oh, Texas Tech. I, I still don't buy into what they're, they're doing. Uh, I, I'm going to take Texas. I'm going to remove, remove that lock. I mean, look, what has Texas done offensively? They uh, put 38 up against Louisiana, obviously only 21 against Arkansas, but Arkansas is pretty damn good on the road on that game. And then they come back and hang 58. You know, he lit a fire on their ass after the Arkansas game. And I bet some of that momentum carries through in a home game against Texas tech seven and a half. I think they get it. I think they get it, but I would love, I would love last year was crazy. Texas tech had a 14 point lead with a minute and 53 seconds left. And the game went to overtime and Texas won. A lot of Texas Tech, a under lot of the craziness radar, maybe. there, and, and I should add in that uh, that the, this is the battle of the, this is the battle for the Chancellor's Cup, Patty C. Or the, I'm sorry, the Chancellor's Spurs. Uh, that sounds kind of gay. Uh, can we still say Spurs in, in in 2021? I don't know, but Texas leads the series 53 to 17. It's, uh, harming animals. Spurs. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this, but I'm going to ride with Texas. Um, but that's another in- interesting game to me, 9am. And then you have a little mountain West one. I don't know how the fuck this game's being played at nine in the morning on the West. I mean, I get it. It's in Logan, Utah. So that means 10 AM Boise state at Utah state guys. This one is normally like a night game. I feel like kind of shocked. It's this early of a kick. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, Hey, Boise's kind of dominated this rivalry. They're 20 and five all time against Utah state. And they've won the last five, but Utah state, by the way, I don't know if you listened to my Utah state preview pod where I had Utah state on the over on three and a half wins. Well, guess what? They're three and oh, <laughs> they do have Alabama on deck though. Um, big opportunity here. Boise uh, laying nine and a half on the road in Logan. I'm going to take the nine and a half in the Aggies. Nick, what are you doing? Yeah, same thing. I mean, I do wish it was a night game. I think you'd have a better home field environment. I mean, at 10 a.m., like, who's ready to get hammered and like get crazy, especially well, in the state of Utah? Well, luckily it's Utah. <laughs> Everyone's awake. Everyone's that, that's probably the toxic time to play the game. Right? <laughs> they're never more rowdy yeah. than at 9 a.m. <laughs> 9 p.m. They're like yawning. Like, yeah. oh man. <laughs> uh, okay, good point. Yeah, I'm with you. Give me the points, Patty. See what are you doing with the nine and a half here? Uh, Utah State all the way. Um, look, Boise's Owen are one and two, and uh, 
uh, Utah State has had some pretty good wins. Washington State, North Dakota is a damn good FCS. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and they handled their asses. And then Air Force. That was road. a wild. The Air Force game was a wild game. That was we had a it damn on the good TV game. Ga- uh, last week. That was a wild game. What's your uh, take on uh, Avalos at this point? Well, I, from what I understand, Boise got hosed. I had the, the game on, but we went to go they record have two very close losses. Well, apparently they, they, they force a fumble, return it for a touchdown, but because a ref blew the whistle. Mm. Oh, I hate that. Brutal. Um, Inadvertent whistle. And it's a, apparently like a flat out fumble. I, I was, like I said, we were recording the episode. We missed that. Oklahoma state is the luckiest three and O team in the country right now. The <laughs> biggest bullshit three and O team in the country. And that's why I'm locking them up later. Um, <laughs> look, uh, uh, yeah, I'm on Utah state there. Let's, 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 Let's go down to West Point where they just got a lot richer. Um, <laughs> look, they're laying eight and a half against the Miami, Ohio Red Hawks. Guys, this one's look kind of a fun one. Chuck Martin's Miami Red Hawks gave Minnesota all they could handle a couple weeks ago. This series is three and three all time against one another. Army's won the most recent matchup. I went Miami, Ohio because Army does what they do every time against like they'll let these other teams hang around. Army's gonna win. But give me a uh Give me a 28 24 final backdoor cover by Miami. Could be, could be <laughs> Nick. What do you do it? My lean was towards army. Um, I don't have a great feel for this game, but you know, other than that Western Kentucky game, they blew out Georgia state. They blew out Yukon. I mean, I guess, and Yukon actually backdoored that, um, but they still, I still two blowout wins. So for a team that doesn't blow anybody out, well, they have so far two out of the three games. Is at home. I'm gonna go ahead and lay the points. I don't love it though. Patty, Army's gonna blast Miami, Ohio. And I said this about UConn last week, and you guys, you know, were Western right. Kentucky covered. Western Kentucky, and they let them back in the game. What's the difference game? between Miami, Ohio, and Western Kentucky? <sighs> That's a good. Well, question. is Miami, Ohio, that much better than Georgia State? True. Yeah, I mean, I think they're better offensively. I think, I think, State, yeah. uh, I mean, wasn't uh, Army up significantly on West Western yeah, Kentucky? Yeah, Western Kentucky backdoored it, back just like UConn backdoored back back it. So yeah, there's a trend <laughs> happening here where Army. Those gonna, are large spreads, though. Also, yeah, right. This no, is the Western Kentucky was like was like six points or eight points or something. It was That's very true. similar. That's true. Yeah. yeah. No, UConn was thirty-three. Yeah, UConn was the large one. <laughs> but uh, look, I just think Army's significantly better. Significantly better. All right, and uh, that's right. On a big ass spread, I was surprised Army <laughs> let him get, let Western Kentucky get that close. Guys, nine a.m. Uh, SMU TCU. This is a, a very rich rivalry. Uh, it, this is one where they're going for the Iron Skillet, the Battle of the Iron Skillet. TCU leads this series fifty-one forty-one all time. There's seven ties as well. But SMU won the most recent matchup in two thousand nineteen. I locked up TCU minus nine and a half. I saw, I think, on tally side, both you guys back. SMU. I got it at 10 and a half. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. I like this TCU team. And I think that cow game was a wake up call for them. They got hot in the second half. I don't know about SMU. They look like shit last week to me. Maybe the luckiest win of the year so yeah. far. I'm on. I'm they on. still got Jim Levitt. They still got true. a great defensive coordinator and TCU has to show it to me one more time. I, this is a rivalry game here. I think it's too many points. I agree. I TCU agree. TCU might win, but give me the points, man. Oh, there we go. I think that TCU fan or TCU players, they didn't play this game last year. Cancel because COVID. They remember 2019. They're going to make a statement. Here's the thing. Right? I don't think SMU is afraid at TCU at all. 
I think they're ready to slap them in the mouth and take this thing on the take money line. Iron skillet, like Chris Farley, just taking it to the dome. Like remember that that, yeah. that bit where they're just hitting them, the Colombian decaffeinated crystals, just getting hit in the head by the frying pan, like just over and over by a skillet, whatever it was. All right, Missouri, Boston College. Believe it or not, first time they've ever played one another, ever. And Eli Drinkwitz kind of shit on that. He said, "I don't know why we're playing this game. No disrespect to the state of Massachusetts, but I'm not, uh, you know." coming to see Massachusetts uh, high school talent. And he said, I'd, I'd prefer a more regional game. He has a point. Yeah. It's a yeah. weird game. <laughs> it is a weird game. Have a little fun. <laughs> Jerkovic, I believe injured or Jerk Jerkovic, whatever the fuck you want to say. <laughs> I hate that fucking name. I feel like I always Jerkowski. forget. Yeah. Jerkovsky. Um, <laughs> what are we doing here? Guys, Missouri's favored by a point and a half. I went Missouri and I almost locked it up. What are we doing? Nick? I'm with you. I mean, like, I mean, they're both fairly equal at full strength, but Boston college is without their quarterback. I, I do agree that Chestnut Hill is kind of a, a unique environment to play in because underrated environment, <laughs> not, not because it's a hostile environment or anything, just because it's, it's quiet and, and nobody's there, you know? So it's kind of a, it's kind of weird to get amped up, especially for an early game. Um, but I think Missouri's a slightly better team, so I'm going to take them. It's a it is a weird game. It's a yeah. weird game all the way around. It's like one of my comedy shows. You know what I mean? You're like, do <laughs> I even perform or not? <laughs> You've had uh, some pretty crazy comics in some true. of your shows, <laughs> like uh, Christmas special a few years back. That motherfucker was out of his mind. <laughs> That's part of the fun. Um, how about this one? I don't have a line on this, but quickly, want your thoughts? Richmond, Virginia Tech. Could this be the one that gets Fuente fired? Boy, if they drop Nick, this. What do you is Virginia Tech? <laughs> Richmond's a good FCS. They just dropped a game recently, though. They did, but they blew a big lead. It was last week to Villanova, who's yeah. ranked. It was, a, it, was a, it was a ranked matchup. Yeah, yeah. but th- they were up, I think, twenty four ten, and I looked, I was like, "Damn, spiders are doing it," and they ended up losing that thing. I think twenty th- or thirty five twenty seven, maybe. Um, this I would say, knowing Virginia Tech's history, I'll have Richmond cover because uh, it's going to be like a probably what a twenty point spread or yeah, something. Yeah. Patty. So I'll have Richmond cover. Well, yeah. Uh, Tally said it. I'm guessing yeah, we, don't, we, hasn't we come won't yet. have a line till later in the week. I'm with you though. I yeah. think, I think Richmond covers um, Georgia Vanderbilt. Patty C. Are you excited for this one? Because uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't lost in everything was the fact that JT Daniels actually played a little bit in that last game. So I was dealt some bad, some, some bad Iggy, some bad Intel. Uh, I, pa- I passed that info on too. I mean, you made me look bad, also. Well, I'm I'm only saying what I'm saying. I mean, what I what, what I'm not. It's you. not like I know the fucking guy. Um, Georgia's fifty-eight and twenty all the time, and they've won three in a row, which actually kind of surprised me. I would have figured they won twelve in a row or fifteen in a row, but no, Vanderbilt beat them f- uh, four years ago. Apparently, um, they're laying thirty-five, and I feel like Georgia's the play. Gosh, though. Stanford covered against Vandy. East Tennessee State beat Vandy by 21 points. Colorado State should have, but Steve Adazio can't fucking coach. Uh, what are we doing? Gosh, I was on Georgia too, but I'm almost wanting to, um, to lean Vandy here. Nick, a- I'm on Georgia. You can't go Vandy. You know, sure, could they cover? Of course, it's possible they could. <laughs> you know, win. They they could lose. You know, 38 to seven or something. But yeah, I'm on Georgia. I took Georgia, so yeah, I guess I'm Let's all take Georgia. It. This is still the 9 a.m. slate. Ohio at Northwestern. Guys, Ohio's catching 16, 15 and a half shop around. Look, I understand Frank Solich is gone, but there is no way 
and this is almost lockworthy. There is no way Northwestern's winning by three touchdowns against Ohio. Yeah. I'm taking Ohio. I guess they could three touchdowns. I mean, you're not a, the line's not that high. Yeah, no, I got it 14 and a half and really? I am taking Northwestern to cover that real. Have you watched? They couldn't cover against Indiana state. Ohio is dog <laughs> shit this year. <laughs> I'm taking Ohio in the points. Uh, I I'm with Patty. I'm laying 14 and a half. Uh, Northwestern got things going in the second half against Duke. Maybe that momentum continues. <laughs> I don't know. Ohio's bad though. They are. And Northwestern has won three in a row against Ohio. However, those have been some close games. I'm on Ohio <laughs> plus the points. Um, Frank saw that chain walking down that tunnel. Bowling Green uh, travels to Minneapolis. Bowling Green is, uh, you know, they're actually playing. I feel like a little Dude, bit. Better. Are they getting better? I feel like they're getting better. I still don't. I still don't like the game. Uh, they they are grabbing 31 points <laughs> at Minnesota, and I was dumb enough to take the 31. Would I recommend it to my clients? Not at all. Give me the 31 though. <laughs> Nick, I went Minnesota, but I don't, yeah, I don't love it. You know, especially with uh, Minnesota's last game against a Mac opponent, but I, I guess I'm still on auto fade bowling green, almost automatically. I, like, might, I, don't change. Wanna... I, I might be on board with you. <laughs> yeah. But it looks like they're making you know, uh, some, some minor strides. Well, uh, the strides are Brian van Gorder. They, they, they he retired. That helps failing upward. Um, Their defensive performance have been pretty decent. <laughs> Thirty-eight against All Tennessee was getting rid of the worst rank. defensive coordinator in the history of football. Unbelievable <laughs> what that does for your program. Uh, now I'll just get rid of the worst offense of mine, and maybe you have a. Uh, what, what did Van Gorder say about Paul Johnson's offense too? That was the best quote ever. He called out Paul Johnson's offense, and then Paul Johnson rushed for 700 yards against them. <laughs> Paul Johnson <laughs> ran the ball. I want to say 66 <laughs> times out of 67 plays. He passed the ball one time. The I just love game. how he shit on it, and then Paul Johnson's like, "Okay, motherfucker, okay, yeah. <laughs> let's do this." Um, you're on Bowling Green, Pat. Or I'm not? on Bowling Green. Yeah, me too. 31 and a half is where I got it. Mm, any chance I gotta? I mean, I, I know we're we're going to the next thing here, Villanova. Is a decent FCS. Any chance they 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 hang around with Penn State? No, no, Nick. No, I don't think so. Penn State's legit. All right, Florida International catching ten at Central Michigan. Central Michigan. Uh, it's tough to get a gauge on them. They they actually played. They covered against Missouri. They and and against LSU. They actually at moments looked all right. I this is a tricky game. I actually think this is one of the harder games to handicap of the whole week. I took FIU in the points, but I don't like it. I think Central Michigan might be pretty good in the MAC. FIU lost to Texas State. They got slapped around by and Texas, Texas State. Texas State just lost to Incarnate Word by double digits. Yeah. Okay. And like you said, Central Michigan kept it pretty close at Missouri and at LSU. I guess not pretty close, but closer than you would think. Yeah. They're only giving 10 to FIU at home. Give me Central Michigan all day. Nick? I don't know. I, I'm going FIU. I was semi high on them entering the year just to be a lot better than last year. So maybe um, this is a little bit of you know the lull of diminishing returns, if that makes sense here. But I'm going to ride Florida International for one more week. And if they screw me here, I'm done. But uh, yeah, give me the points with FIU. Diminishing returns. Was that a, a golf flick? <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, what's the, what's the theory he's thinking? Of? I think he's like basically pot committed or, uh, or the fallacy of, uh, the fallacy of sunken costs. I think that's what he's talking about. He, uh, the fallacy of the, what? The fallacy. Is that a John Cusack movie? I got a big ass fallacy right here. No, the fallacy of sunken costs is when you, uh, you can't stop betting on the a thing. fallacy of sunken costs. That's a James Cameron movie, right? It's gotta be right. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, look guys, one more 9am game. I want to, I don't have a line on this and then we're going to hit you with part two, but new Hampshire is a, is not a bad FCS. They play at Pitt. Pitt just lost to Western Michigan is Pitt. How is Pat Narduzzi have a job? How, how does he have a job? This is a dangerous. Any game. chance New Hampshire wins this, Pat? I think so. I think so. I got. Let me let me look back and make sure my uh, stats on New Hampshire are legit. But they're three and zero. They're in tied for first place in the CAA, but they only beat Lafayette by six. Ooh, that's a bad look. But they did take I, care of Towson by double digits. Nick? I'd say no. I, I would say that last week was the pit game. You know, like if if Pitt won last week and they covered, then maybe this one would have been it. Yeah. But I'm on pit. All right. Well, this concludes part one of our picks. Those are the 9 a.m. game slates. Check out part two coming at you right now on the college football experience.